Good morning and welcome to church. Thank you. Good morning. Are we doing well? Okay, okay, kind of. It's been another week, hasn't it? It's been another week. But isn't it good that God is still God? God is still in control. He is still the beginning and the end. He knows all, is above all, and is still in control. Isn't that a good thing that we know? Despite our circumstances, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and will be forever. How grateful we are of that. The faithful love of the Lord never ceases. Well, this morning we're going to jump straight into our passage in Luke chapter 19. The beginning of Luke chapter 19, it says this, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come on down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to, the get, to be a guest at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Many of you will know the story of Zacchaeus. You will have heard the description of this man and what do, what do we know about Zacchaeus? Well, verse 1 gives us this description and tells us three things about him. It says his name is Zacchaeus. He is a chief tax collector and he is wealthy. It's not a bad description of someone. It might not be the full picture of who someone is, but it's not bad. We get his name, we get his occupation, and we get that, and we have a socioeconomic status. So he had some money. Now, many of you will know, will have heard this story, will know that as a tax collector, he was not a particularly well-liked man. And we know that people in this role would often abuse their status, abuse their job, and charge people more than what they actually owed in taxes, making people despise them. And then being wealthy, it's not a marker of who he is, but a recognition that he had means to create opportunities, to buy things and live comfortably. Now, when he had heard that Jesus entered the town, he decided that he wanted to see who this Jesus was. We find out another thing about this man. Perhaps Zacchaeus' most famous attribute when you think about who he is, he is short. And he couldn't see over the crowd. 
Now, I've been in large crowds of people. And even if you're not the shortest person there, sometimes it can be hard to see over the crowd, can't it? All those tall went, nope. It's not my reality. But here, Zacchaeus had heard of this opportunity, and then because of his height, he'd changed his odds. He went, well, I can't see over the crowd, so I'm going to do something about it. So I'll run ahead of the crowd, and I'll climb a tree. So here he is, he climbs this tree, and all of a sudden he can see over the crowd, and he can see Jesus making his way down the road towards him. And that could be the end of this story. A man, a businessman, a successful businessman, hears about this person called Jesus who's just entered his town. And he makes a way, he finds a way, he climbs a tree even so that he can see Jesus. An opportunity has presented itself, and he's made it happen. He had the potential to see Jesus, and so he took it. But I reckon that Zacchaeus thought that that was all that was going to happen that day. I don't think he was probably looking to have a conversation with Jesus. Probably not even seen or recognized by Jesus, let alone have him over for a meal. He was just one short man in a crowd trying to catch a glimpse of this well-known Jesus. I was trying to think what this would kind of be like, and a few years ago, you might remember, Prince William came to visit the city of Christchurch. And it would be like us going, wow, he's a pretty well-known person, maybe I'd quite like to see him. And so you line up on the streets and the paths or the roads or wherever he's going to be, and you're just hoping maybe I'll catch a glimpse of this famous person. If I'm really lucky, I'll get a selfie with him blurry in the background. Maybe if I'm on the front row, maybe I'll get to shake his hand. There's no way that we would expect him to look at us, call us by name, and then say, you should have me around for a meal tonight. There's no way that that would be our expectation. And yet that is exactly what happens. Zacchaeus had the potential and the opportunity to see Jesus, but he meant he had to climb a tree. He had to face his shortcomings for the opportunity to see Jesus. And as he saw Jesus, Jesus saw him. This is the point we're coming to. When, Jesus, when Zacchaeus met Jesus, he then met his purpose. During the meal, Zacchaeus stands up in front of everyone at the table and says this. Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay them back four times the amount. In other words, I'll use what I have, what I have taken, what I have earned, and I will give it to those in need. All of a sudden, his purpose was what he had was to serve those less fortunate. What he had made in his business was to serve those who had less. What he had made in profits was to bless the community, his neighbors, those around him. And then he says, if, if I have cheated, If my transactions have not been what they should have been or were supposed to be, then I will give generously back to those who have been hard done. We could look at this passage and go, well, that's great for the really rich people among us. But this is not just a message for those among us who may be wealthy, but it is for all of us. Our response when we meet Jesus should be one of service. Our call is to give back to the community, and to serve those around us. 
And if, if there are anyone who may be hurt, anyone who needs forgiveness, anyone who may feel wronged by what we have done, we are to be generous in our response towards them with grace and with mercy. I will forgive what has been said to me. I will repent of what I did in that situation. I will reach out and support others who are less fortunate. This was now his purpose. See, how, health, how wealthy are we? Maybe not in money, but in hope. How much do we have when it comes to deep peace? How wealthy are we in the love of Christ? Knowing that we are loved and part of a family, part of this kingdom of God. Should our response not be one of service? Of telling others? Of standing up among the people around us and saying, I love my neighbors because Jesus loved me first. I will serve those less fortunate because Jesus saved me. I will be generous with what I have because in God's generosity, he sent his son, Jesus. How wealthy are we when it comes to love? The love of God. But if Zacchaeus had simply seen his opportunity to see Jesus and done nothing about it, he would have never met that purpose. If Zacchaeus had heard that potentially, potentially Jesus was going to come down the road and he could climb a tree, but if he had done nothing about it, he would have never encountered Jesus. But when he recognized his potential to meet Jesus and then met with Jesus, who then gave him purpose, others beyond the walls of Zacchaeus' house were going to be blessed and lives were going to be changed. Opportunity needs to find its purpose. Otherwise, you can see all the opportunities, but what are you going to achieve? What is your purpose? Opportunities and potential, uh, opportunities are the potential for something. Opportunities provide the situation or the context for which something else can happen. But potential needs to find its purpose. What is the motivation? What is the drive? What is your purpose? Opportunity and potential can just sit on their own. They can exist. And we can look and think, wow, well, that's a great opportunity. Look at the potential for that thing. Look at the potential in that person. Just think what they could do. Look what we could achieve. But if we do nothing with it, what is the purpose? Until potential and opportunity find their purpose, they are just that, potential and opportunity. Can you pass me that thing I brought in? Thanks. Now you might have seen something like this. Yours might look more pretty than this. A, a can of deodorant, right? Now this has the potential to make, hopefully, people smell a little nicer. Especially if you've got a job or you know, something uh, laborious or you've gone for a walk or you're working out, then you would use some deodorant maybe before to maybe stop you sweating or afterwards to improve the smell. That's the purpose of this, right? 
Now it has the potential to change the smell or change the aroma of something. But I don't stand in my kitchen making my dinner and go, mmm, could smell a bit better. It has the potential to increase the better the smell, but if we use it for the wrong purpose, that's not what it's designed for. That's not what it's purposes, its potential to increase the pleasant of smell needs to find its right purpose. Otherwise, it really will ruin a particular opportunity or a potential. I know my friends are probably really grateful that I use deodorant. And I'm sure you have people in your life that you are grateful that they use deodorant or perfume or something else to Uh, create a nicer smell, shall we put it that way. Potential needs to find its purpose in order to achieve all that it has been created for. Every day we face opportunities. Every day has the potential to be a day that we love our families. Every day has the possibility to have honest conversations. Every day we have the potential to serve our workplaces well, to speak well of people, to share hope and speak encouragement the opportunity to forgive or to show mercy. Every day has potential, but for what purpose? Potential is one thing, but it's when our potential meets our purpose that true service begins. So what is our purpose? And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's found in Matthew 28, the Great Commission. It's when we apply purpose to our potential. It's when we apply the deodorant that a scent, a good scent surrounds our being. When we live with purpose, the Bible tells us, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, this is found in Colossians 3, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgave you, as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Imagine if Christians clothe themselves in these things daily. Imagine if daily we put on a little bit of compassion. We put on some love. We put on some forgiveness. Imagine if every morning we got up and chose to clothe ourselves in kindness that where we walked would be marked with an aroma or a scent, a scent of the presence of God where we've been because we've clothed ourselves in the purpose of loving people and serving Jesus. What if we clothed ourselves with patience and forgiveness? Think of the scent that would permeate the room as we walk in or even as we left, it would just linger. Now I'm not saying go dose up on deodorant. That is not what I have told you to do. But would the presence of God walk into a room with you? When you found your purpose, the opportunity 
The scent of the presence of God lingers in the room. People know that you're a Jesus follower by the way that you live. So that when we live with the potential, we are also married with our purpose. So every day we face opportunities, we can wisely take them on with humility. Every day has the potential to be a day that we serve Jesus through whatever we're doing. Every day has the possibility to have conversations of faith. Every day has, we have the potential to serve our workplace as well. Why? The purpose so that others see Jesus in us. To speak well of people. Why? So that they know of the patience and compassion of Jesus. To share hope and speak encouragement. The opportunity to forgive as we've been forgiven. To show mercy as we've been shown mercy. Every day we have the potential to live in a way that glorifies God with the purpose that people would meet Jesus. So that others will, like Zacchaeus, have the opportunity to see Jesus. And perhaps, just maybe, that will lead to an encounter with him and a meeting with their purpose. Not all opportunities lead us to places and conversations of faith. Not everything that we do will result in someone else we know definitely meeting Jesus. As I spoke about last week, or if you weren't here, you can listen on the podcast later, that there will be disappointments. There are times that the fishing line that we talked about last week will come up empty. It can be hard work sometimes. But those times should not determine our willingness or distract us from our purpose, which is to let all know that Jesus is Savior. Some of the potential we have, some of the opportunities that we face are simply to lay the foundations for others. So that others may build, may stand on what has been before, so that the good news will get out. Your opportunities might be to lay foundations for others. For example, this very building that we stand in, I personally did not build. Life Church did not build this building. A previous church, which some of you were faithfully serving at and attended weekly, built this building with a call from God in service to Him. Now, when that church stopped meeting, does that mean that the dream is dead or the call from God was wrong? No. Because we can see the building of foundations that another might stand and declare and worship and live on mission. You might think, I don't have many opportunities in my days. There aren't a lot of people I come across every day that I could talk to. The potential that I have, I understand my purpose, but the potential isn't, isn't really there. Well, the kingdom of God is built on one decision at a time. Your one conversation that you might have matters. Your one choice to forgive might set you and them free. What you do, either big or small, matters in the kingdom of God. 
but you can also pray. Prayer should be the foundation of a solid relationship with God, laying the foundations for others. Talking with Jesus, not just at prayer meetings and corporately, although we should do that too, but personally and individually every day in your own time. Maybe as you water the garden or go for a walk or use the bathroom or make dinner or just before you go to sleep at night. Those opportunities to pray, married with a purpose that others might know God, really does make a difference. Our purpose to be loved and be loved by God, to serve Him in all that we do, really makes a difference. Your prayers can really make a mark can build foundations, foundations that a future generation would know the Lord. Can I invite the band to come join me back on stage? Psalm 102 verse 18 says this, Let this be written for a future generation, that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. Let it be written for a future generation. See, this is the call we can all live in, to pray for another generation, to serve another generation, to believe for another generation, to build foundations for them so that they, perhaps not even being born yet, may praise the Lord. We all have potentials We all have opportunities that we face every day. We all have the potential to live on mission. And when we meet Jesus, we encounter our purpose to go and make disciples of all nations. And not all opportunities will lead to fruit, but your prayers and the seeds that you plant may. And so we don't become discouraged, but we continue to let down the fishing line like we said last week. We continue to lift up and let it be written that a generation not yet born may praise the Lord. The potential that we face needs to find its purpose in Jesus, that it might serve others that they might know who He is. Would you stand with me if you're able this morning? This morning, you may have a whole lot of opportunities in front of you. So many opportunities to serve others. The potential to really live a life on mission for Christ. But as I was thinking and praying about it this week, for someone or for maybe for multiple people, it can all seem a little intimidating. And intimidating was the word that I got can seem like a lot. Maybe it can seem like, who am I? When you find your purpose, it all comes into alignment. It might not make it easy, but it will begin to reveal itself and to make sense. If that's you this morning, you have the potential to really live a life on mission, to run a business on mission, to serve on mission, but you're feeling a bit intimidated, This morning, would you just as we worship, lift your arms again to Christ? 
Lift your arms and worship. And as we worship, I want to release the power of the Holy Spirit to come and empower you with the spirit of faith to rise up in you. Or perhaps this morning you're living and walking around and you're a good worker, you're a good businesswoman or a good businessman and you deeply love your family but life is kind of just passing you by as it goes and the sense of purpose is missing from your life. You've got all this potential and it's just kind of just passing you by as you keep living, as you keep doing what you're doing. And you're really going, I really want that call of purpose again that what I'm doing does make a difference. This is what Jesus has called me to, that when I do these things, I do it with a a real passion for Him, a great sense of purpose. Again, in worship, would you reach out your hands this morning in response to Him? And we're gonna pray for a fresh wave of His Spirit to come and wash over you, that you would deeply connect with the love of the Father. pray. If either of those of you this morning, would you just raise your hands and worship? Lord, for that first group of people, those who have many opportunities in front of them, but it seems intimidating. They know their their potential, they know their purpose, but it seems like a lot. God, I pray your spirit would just release right across this room this morning to empower them, to have a great sense of faith again. That the opportunities in front of them, God, are placed by you. They are good works planned in advance for your people that you have planned in place for them. Designed by you, opportunities created by you, that as they live in purpose, as they live with faith and boldness to have conversations, to invite people maybe to an alpha course, to adjust values in their business or have conversations with people or maybe even to forgive what seems intimidating. God, we pray what seems big and scary would seem small but would have great impact. We pray that it would seem achievable but that your kingdom would advance. God, would faith rise up in them this morning? Holy Spirit, just come and minister, empower, rise faith again in us this morning. And then God, for those who are here this morning and feel like they've lost a sense of purpose, to what you have called them to do, that life is just kind of passing them by. They're just doing what they have always done and it's going good. I turn up to church and part of teens, but my sense of purpose and passion is kind of missing. Holy Spirit, would you meet with them? Would you overflow them again with your love? That God, they serve not out of just because we've asked them to or because that's what you should do, but out of a deep abiding love for Christ. That as we serve at work, as we serve our families, your presence would be with them. An overflow of the aroma of the Spirit of God. Oh 
God, for all of us as we walk into our weeks. Would we clothe ourselves with compassion and kindness, forgiveness and love that binds us in all unity. May we put on that deodorant that the potential would find its purpose. Wouldn't just sit idly on the shelf, but when we walk into spaces, when we walk into work, when we walk into school, when we walk into rooms, the aroma of the presence of God walks with us. That others might know who you are. Or that we might lay foundations, that we might plant seeds, that others might water, that others might harvest, that a generation not yet born might stand and praise and worship God. So have your way in us this morning. Lead us and guide us. And we are yours.